What's going on, everybody? Daryl Freider, the club CEO here, and we have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the club app, the number one community for DJs where you can build your career online. Today, we have my brother, DJ Imotet. Brother, can you please introduce yourself to the people who you are and where you're from? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name's Imotet, aka my full name is actually Grand Bass. I'm originally from the Midwest. I grew up in a city called Elkhart, Indiana. Um, and I currently reside in California right now in Southern California. Um, and right now, I'm obviously, you know, I think a lot of people understand the past years have been past year, year and a half has been difficult with gigs before COVID and everything. Uh, I was I mainly do weddings and also uh, was starting to pick up club events. And I also produce and do all types of side projects on the side. I've got a few friends that are uh, cinematographers. Sometimes they ask me for music for their for their films. I've got a friend that likes to make little often on the side video games. So I've done some stuff for that. So like uh, kind of like to, you know, uh, flex my musical muscle and kind of take part in all different types of projects and stuff to kind of keep myself, uh, my skill set, you know, diverse and open, you know, be able to cater to whatever uh, anyone needs. Uh, let's see what else. Awesome, man. No, that's a super good intro. I'm super excited to hear, you know, your journey and some of the things that you've been doing over the past couple of years of being a DJ. It sounds like you're very versatile with all the things that you do um, in your career. So I'm super excited about that. Can you walk us through the beginning days? You know, what sparked your interest in becoming a DJ in the first place? And give us a little, you know, introduction about why you became a DJ and, and, and what, you know, moved you to do that. Uh, it's actually a funny story. Uh, I, so I grew up like, I think my first major influence with DJing was guys like DJ Jazzy Jeff and uh, Fresh Prince and all the, those guys more on the hip hop side. Um, as I started to get a little bit older and like through middle school, high school and uh, college, you know, I started to uh, get more uh, involved and like started to get more interested in the EDM community. And like I was listening to Skrillex and stuff before electronic music became more of like now a big production, like, you know, like performance as it is today before they were really DJs and they were just producers. Um, and one of the groups that I really clung to was Daft Punk. I loved their idea of, you know, the masks and, um, you know, really having a heavy emphasis on just the music and making that the point of their career and having total, uh, you know, creative freedom over everything that they did. Um, so I used to run track, I used to be an athlete, got hurt during college and couldn't really do that anymore. Um, but you know, I liked one of the biggest things that I, you know, really drew from athletics was I like to perform for people. So, you know, I kind of looked around seeing other things I could do to expend that creative energy, to expend that energy. And I fell on DJing and, uh, you know, music's always a journey. I started off, you know, playing all the, I think the same stuff everyone does, all the stuff you hear at festivals. And, you know, up until this point now, I've kind of developed my own unique uh, style. I mainly spend house, tech house and things like that when I'm not doing weddings and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I like to really incorporate a lot of the older 80s, 90s, like some of the stuff in the sets just to remind people where it comes from and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I've been DJing ever since about, let's see, graduated in 2000, so maybe around 2013, 2014. So almost a decade now. Um, like I said, I moved out to California in 2016. Uh, a lot of music and its journey is, you know, who you know, the and the like, you know, the connections you make with people, getting to know people. So moving out here, uh, I kind of had to, California moves fast. I kind of had to jump on the train and figure out how everything moves as far as getting involved in the scene and stuff like that. So I'm kind of still in the middle of that, middle of that 
kind of starting to look around and see the younger guys and be like, dang, I'm getting, I'm getting a little old, but you know, music is a life thing. You don't ever quit it. And cause I feel like it, I, I feel young when I'm doing it period. So no matter what my age number is, like it's, it's, I'm going to be with it for life. It's so, it's so much fun. Yeah, man. No, that's awesome, brother. I think that the way that you present yourself and your DJ career is so interesting and it shows just your love and passion for music and DJing. And when that passion is there, it really is something that just allows you to be very successful at it because you're not letting the, the ins and outs in the day to day, you know, successes and failures of being in a DJ career really get to you. You're just in it for the long run because you love it so much. And I, I really love that about you. I think that is really great. I'd love to talk about, you know, your branding and, and some of the story around your name, Emotet. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got your DJ name and, and, and kind of what does that name mean to you and, and your brand? Yeah, so uh, I kind of settled on Emotet for a couple different reasons, doing research on like what kind of name to choose and what persona I wanted to have. Um, you know, funnily enough, my last name is Bass, which a lot of people can turn around and, you know, make a bass pun about it and stuff like that. And I did go by DJ Bass for a while, but that's so generic and outplayed. Um, so two influences came in with selling on that name. And the first was Prince because he chose uh, a title that couldn't exactly be copyrighted. He chose Prince, which is like a, I think it's like a common noun. So it's kind of like protected. He had to change that later on, obviously, to the artist formerly known as once, you know, the record labels kind of messed him over. Um, but that was the whole idea behind it was to choose like a historical feature or something based off of that that couldn't necessarily be copyrighted or have my name taken from me. And then two, um, Emotep in itself is from Egyptian culture. It's just a nod to, you know, Africa, my African-American, you know, that culture. And then uh, it means he who walks in peace. So that's kind of like just encompasses, you know, when you're involved with music, like you, you, your main objective is to ensure that everyone's having a good time and enjoying themselves. And so I felt that that was like just a really good fit. And it also has this weird kind of mysterious air to it because no one really hears that type of thing before. And I also like to omit the DJ just to leave it as like a stage name or like an artist name because, you know, you hear DJ before everything these days. And I feel like when you hear that before someone's title, it people already have an idea of what you do in your head and I don't want people to think that that's just all that I do. It's just DJing, just mixing. So. No, that's awesome, man. I think that that story is, is super unique and, and very interesting. And I think that it really fits what you're trying to do. Like you said, um, it really touches a lot of pieces of your life and it, and it really ties into your branding as a DJ and your total creativity in the music space. Um, so I really like that you chose that. And um, I think that, your branding is, is super powerful. What are some things that you do um, to really push your brand forward and kind of differentiate yourself from other DJs? Um, I guess, honestly, one of the biggest things that I do is I don't I don't have a lot of selfies or things on my face, on my Instagram or on my social media that I don't want my career to be driven towards the face. I want it to be driven towards what I do and the music that I produce. Um, I mean, that's that's really the one thing I could think that I, I do differently. I, you know, I'm all I'm in the same race with a lot of other DJs. So uh, I don't really feel like there's necessarily anything too special about myself. But at the same time, I do take pride in really kind of trying to keep the focus of what I'm doing and who I am as a person as far as DJing, go, you know, as a, as a DJ or music persona goes, like focused on the music um and the branding with that for a time i was making a lot of different music videos and stuff with gta uh 5's uh rockstar editor creator they kind of have like a cool 3d engine in there you can use to like create scenes and like 
uh, you know, make different videos and stuff like that. So I was using that for a while to kind of push my music. Uh, haven't been as diligent about it lately, just with time and life and getting older and things like that. Um, but I think that's probably also another thing that I do is I don't fail to incorporate other aspects of like what I am as or who I am as a person into the music. Like I love video games. So sometimes some of my covers for uh, my singles and stuff will be screenshots or stuff that I've taken in video games. So things like that, that's really kind of, um, yeah, that's really kind of one of the only things that sets me aside. I, I'm a huge geek, so I want that to play into the persona. I don't want anyone to think that like, oh, he's anything like, oh, it's it's a DJ, someone special on a level. I'm like, no, I'm just a weird geek that likes the same things as a lot of other people do. And I just decided to really like music a lot more. <laughs> That's all like, but you know, here's some things that are proof of what I'm into and other things that, you know, I hope you guys like too. It's really. That's dope, brother. And I think that's an amazing kind of intro to just showing who you are as a person and letting it speak through your brand and just the way you operate on your DJ career. I think that many people out there need to realize that you need to show your true self while you're DJing. And it's actually going to be so much more benefit to you because your audience is not going to just be there for your music. They're mm -hmm. also going to be there just because they have that personal connection to you for being the real you. And we had a call last night with the DJ networking call that we do every month. And that was one of the topics that we spoke about, you know, how do you stand out? And it's really just about you putting your real self in front of the audience and letting them really attach yourself to who you are as a person, not yeah. just your skills, because most DJs have similar or not noticeable skill differences from other DJs when it comes from the perception of the audience. Mm -hmm. But what's going to be different, what people are going to remember is you as a person and those uniquenesses of your personality and your things that you like and enjoy is what's going to allow them to build a personal relationship with you um, that goes beyond the music you play. So I think that you do it perfectly and you really um, have ownership of who you are and it bleeds right into your branding. I would love to talk about, you know, what are some things that you think DJs, you know, should be doing right now in this time? We know we're in 2021 um, and COVID has really changed the industry. What are some things that people should be focusing on right now as a DJ um, in this time where things are a little bit different? You know, some people are, are going back into spaces, you know, as things open back up. But what are some things that people should be focusing on right now? Um, I think right now, uh there's a different, there's a few different ways you can approach this uh, change in lifestyle as far as, you know, live performances and, and being a DJ or musician goes. Um, you can do what I did, which was kind of hole up and take a look at my music thus far and what I've done thus far and decide where I want to go from here and start kind of stretching and, and um, exercising musically, practicing, you know, different things, different techniques different methods of production. Um, just recently, I even looked into monetizing my music, getting placements on TV and, and, and movies and stuff like that, which I'm really excited about, really want to get into. Got to find the right directories to submit to. That's where I'm at in that process. Um, so you can take a look, you can you can stop and, and take a look at the music industry as a web, as a whole, and what it all has to offer aside from live performances and refit your approach that way. I think a lot of people also, you know, they took a break, they relaxed for a second and was like, okay, I can take this time to just breathe. Like maybe I was doing, you know, five shows a week, whatever. I can breathe, kind of sit on what money I've made and wait till things are open again. Or three, uh, online, which is where a lot of people went to, which was, you know, the streaming, 
uh, podcasting, mixed casts, all that types of stuff. Um, I've had somewhat success with that. Um, that's why I kind of decided to hold up and just kind of take a, 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 a reapproach to my branding and like everything that I was doing and kind of polish things up, my image up and everything like that, instead of trying to get into the online world because it's so saturated. I feel like it's hard to stand out. It's kind of almost the same thing as, um, you know, live shows before when, you know, before everyone was flocking to streaming, it was a little bit easier to stand out because it was more or less, you know, quote unquote, the little guys, you know, people who are trying to get discovered now because everyone has to do streaming, the market's a little bit oversaturated. I feel like it's harder to stand out. Once things go back to normal, if you still have a strong, you know, a strong following, that'll be great. You can use that. You can carry on with that into other things you do if you stop streaming. If you don't, you might also have an opportunity to re-attempt entering, you know, the online streaming market once things have settled down, settled down. But I think right now it's so oversaturated with so many people that one of the best things you can do is take a step back. And like I said, look at the music industry as a whole and what it actually has to offer and different niches you can plug yourself into while at the same time, kind of like, you know, like polishing up your image and rebranding yourself and doing a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, exploration as far as your sound or like what you want to sound like and things like that. That's great advice, man. I think that many people have seen this downtime as, you know, a, a moment of defeat. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think that your mindset of keeping busy and, and doing things to prepare yourself and to make this time very useful is super helpful. Um, and it, it's it, it's a saturated market right now with the streaming, but there's also a lot of things that you can do besides just streaming. And it seems like yeah. you've tapped into a lot of them. You, you've honed your skills in many other areas of music not just specifically you know scratching or actually djing but you've been doing a lot of other things so what are some other skills or other activities in the realm of djing that people can also do um, if they're not getting gigs and such like that right now to build their brand and to make money and to be able to just stay busy during this time um so there's a few different things i feel like you can do the biggest thing is like um i was reading an article not too long ago where it kind of just explains how different DJing is today from how it was back in the 80s and the 90s. You know, back then, uh, you really had to be good at your craft, you know, find a good place you could get in with, and you didn't have to worry too much about marketing. These days, you have to be your own agent. You have to, and not to knock any of the work that those guys did in the 80s, 90s, you know, early on, laying the groundwork for what we have today. But I think, uh, you know, in this day and age, if you're going to set off to be, you know, especially given social media and all the things like that, all the different ways you can market yourself, that's one of the biggest things uh, that is important is knowing how to market yourself. So, you know, you can sit back, take the time, maybe look at different avenues of doing that, coming up with a cool logo, uh, merchandising, and even you don't have to do crazy merchandising like t-shirts and sweatshirts and things like that would get expensive. Start small with stickers. Start small with like, you know, maybe coasters, things that are inexpensive that people are going to see all the time. My favorite are actually coasters. You can hide those a lot of different places. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's the biggest thing to focus on is when you can't actually physically or, you know, when you're not physically actually making the music or being able to perform live, that fallback energy goes back into boosting your brand and your career and uh you know exploring other avenues where you can fill you know that niche for what you are as a creator yourself 
Wonderful. And that's super innovative, man. Coasters. I never heard that one. That's actually really dope uh, marketing strategy. Uh, I definitely appreciate that plug because uh, I, I want to definitely think of different ways that I could provide value for DJs. Yeah. I know one thing I said on, on the call yesterday that we had was, hey, if you're a DJ and you don't have merch, you don't have things that you can do to brand yourself in unique ways, like start today and I'm going to start promoting different DJs merchandise. So if you have merchandise, let me know. I want to start promoting and supporting and buying your merchandise and if you're a dj that's listening to this podcast hit me up i want to support you your merch your business and i want to just be an asset and a resource to you so let's all do that and support one another in this journey of djing because um, there's a lot of opportunity out there if we support one another we all can have thriving careers in this industry uh, i want to talk to you in regards to you know you've been djing over 10 years now you know what are some things that you've learned over this time period that you know now that you wish you knew when you're just getting started a lot of people that are listening to this either just getting started in their, in their dj industry career or they're you know vets that are trying to level up but what are some things that you know now that you wish you knew in the beginning um so i guess just general advice um starting off in the music industry look it's a it's it's not a it's not a race it's a marathon which is funnily enough another sort of race but it's it's a different kind of race it's it's you know uh you're there's gonna be moments in your career where you feel like everything's clicking and falling into place and everything's progressing super quickly and you're like this is finally everything i've been waiting on there's gonna be times where you're like what's going wrong like why is nothing happening why is and it's necessarily not always because of anything that you're doing wrong or any fault of your own or that you're not good enough. This music, the industry thrives on exposure. Um, so I think that one of the biggest pieces of advice is that I can relate to someone just starting off is not to fret about not having a whole bunch of exposure in the beginning. Keep making content, keep making music, keep making, you know, you love it you're going to keep doing it no matter who's watching you so just keep making your stuff keep putting your name out there you know one of my favorite things to do um social media makes it easy you know back you know a lot of uh rap artists in the early 2000s i mean kanye even rented out billboards right for like promo of one of his albums at one point or maybe that was drake we have social media if you do want to get more exposure don't go out spending a whole bunch of money on you know, fancy equipment, stuff that looks good to other people. You can make compute, you can make beats with a literally headphones, keyboard and a mouse. Spend that money on investing in yourself. That means ads, marketing, like getting your name out there. You don't have to buy the flashiest clothes or look the cool, like the coolest DJ to put your name out there. If you make good stuff, if you're, if you're good enough, you know, spend that money on marketing yourself. Don't buy a whole bunch of crap. Uh, another piece of advice is that uh there's gonna be a lot of temptations in this industry make sure you're in it for the right reasons that's that is like anything from signing the wrong deal to drugs to vices all types of stuff so just make sure you're in it for the right reason uh and probably the last one is that kind of like kind of like along the lines of stan lee's advice like if you think you have a good idea as far as your persona or like what a track you want to make or some type of genre you want to explore even creating a new genre a new sound go with it roll with it experiment with it develop it develop your sound get as good as you can at making something unique that way every time someone hears your stuff they're like oh that's so and so because i know that's the scent they use every time or you know that's the way they always write their music things like that um and don't let people don't let people on the other side of the curtain doubt or hate on what you're doing it took me like 
five, six years before I was able to actually tap into being profitable with it. And that's mainly through weddings. I, you know, I still make some money off of streams and other things like that and projects and stuff on the side, but I'm, most of my music income is through weddings. And while that wasn't what I was looking at doing, you know, <clears throat> in the first place, it's become incredibly rewarding. I love DJing weddings. And honestly, it's an easy way for me to make a whole bunch of people happy in one night. And I walk out with, you know, a nice check. So uh don't ever if you fall into a you know in a part of this industry that you didn't necessarily think about that you were going to be in or be good at just take a look at what you've done you know after you've reached those milestones uh because it's a lot and music is such an integral part of our life it doesn't matter if you're making music for you know the baby youtube video that thousands of millions of kids are watching every day you're going to get royalties off that or if you're some headlining dj somewhere the, the money there's money in this industry period like it doesn't just come from live performance or having a huge name for yourself so don't get caught up on feeling like you need to be one of those people there are tons of people in this industry making money that you will never even hear of because they're getting royalties and checks and things from different parts of this industry that you know aren't as glorified as being you know, playing at hard summer, being at EDC Las Vegas. That's great and that's cool. Honestly, it's really stressful, I feel like, <laughs> in some aspects, but don't don't compare yourself to those levels. Wow, really solid advice, brother. I think that you really hit the nail on the head on many topics. And this is something that you're doing for yourself to, to do something that you're passionate about and to, and to elevate your career and, and grow in something that you love. So thanks for all that advice, man. What are some things that you're currently focused on today and how can me and my audience help and support you? Um, really right now, I'm just focused on it. Like I said, I was starting to bludgeon my career and starting to get into doing live shows and, and uh, things like that. Um, I'm really just looking on gaining following right now. I've kind of been experimenting with different avenues right now in, in the pandemic. Streaming on Twitch is my biggest thing. I occasionally, uh, you know, mix on there live or even play video games. Uh, so tr I'm trying to build a following up through that right now and just kind of really garner more of a, a snowball effect right now. I feel like I've got a nice pack snowball starting to roll down the hill and I'm just trying to keep up that momentum right now. Even with COVID, even with COVID, like I was just at the beginning of starting to do like live shows and clubs and stuff like that. So I don't feel like I took such a hard hit because I can just, you know, kind of start the lawn. It felt like, you know, it's like just revving the lawnmower up again. I know a lot of guys that were like, you know, very deep into that industry and that was a main source of their income so that really hurt them i feel kind of lucky that i was just starting that out um so yeah i'm just working on building a uh, you know a nicer following right now um working with other people networking is the biggest thing um and i tell people all the time like especially like locally or you're you know you're close by if you ever want to have a mix session have a few beers whatever hang out like i'm always about it i always i love to travel in california moving out here it's been it's such a nice state so like coming from indiana like i always down to travel <laughs> just to see a different part of the part of it awesome brother yeah this is great brother and let's look, jump right into the lightning round are you ready absolutely describe your dj setup hardware and software okay so most often I use a Denon MC4000. Um, that's my wedding gear that I also have with the company. That's also, I'm also allowed to use that for personal uh, use. I've also got a Tractor SB3, which is way more mobile. Um, and I use a Lenovo laptop, which I've got right here. I actually love this thing. It's covered in stickers. That way everyone knows. You can't steal something like this because it's got, you, you just can't. Um, and then I've got a pair of uh Speakers on stands I use, uh, what are they, uh, Altos, professional Altos. Um, 
and then some more random lighting equipment and things like that. Uh, obviously, table, stand for my computer, you know, all the all the fixes. It's a real basic setup, but enough to definitely enough to to light up a venue. Besides yourself, who's your favorite DJ? Uh, I wouldn't even consider myself my, my most favorite DJ because I'm still I feel like I have to meet a few more thresholds before I can consider myself a favorite. But uh, uh, I know I mentioned Daft Punk already. Um, I got to give a shout out to uh, A-Track as well. Um, he was one of the people I, I, I do experiment a little bit with mixing over house tracks. And he was one of the first people I really saw do that. Um, I absolutely love the way it sounds. Uh, so he would he would definitely have to probably be another one. Him and Daft Punk are probably probably my top my top two. What has been your favorite party or event you've DJed at, and why? <sighs> oh man, that's really hard. That's really hard to pick out of the bunch, honestly. Um, between all the weddings I've done and uh, events, whew. honestly, one of the best times I had out here was when I first moved out here and was couch crashing in Santa Barbara. I packed in my suitcase before I moved out here. Literally, I reserved space for my computer and my DJ setup and like cords and everything. And I would walk around different house parties and stuff on the weekends when I was hanging out with my friends and be like, look, if you got speakers, I can bring I can bring the fun. Uh, so I did a lot of house parties in Santa Barbara that, that were just absolutely like nutty, like off the wall. <laughs> um, those and then I've done a few events out here in, in, in um, Southern California in the Valley especially in Corona um, that have been incredibly fun. There's a community group out here. I got to shout them out. Retrospect Entertainment. Uh, they've been putting me on. Awesome group of guys uh, doing gigs with them almost feels like coming home. Really inclusive. They like putting people on, like giving people a chance as long as, you know, you're doing what you need to be doing. Um, so uh, doing their events is always a good time as well. Uh, Tons of ways to connect with other DJs and stuff like that. A lot of the guys are not really nice guys. And we just basically all get together and have a good time. A lot of DJing before, for me, when I looked at it, was like, everything's got to be perfect. You have to be performing. You have to do everything. And, you know, after doing gigs with those guys, we all know this is, it's, it's, it's a job. There are things that we're going to do that not everyone on the other side of the fence is going to know about, but we can all kind of bond over that. Like, you know, maybe missing a cue or something like that or things like that. So it doesn't make it as much of a community. We're like, oh, you messed up. It's like, ha, yeah, I did that one time, <laughs> you know? So doing gigs with them is always, always a good time. Who's the most interesting person you've met through DJing? Mm. I've met quite a few interesting characters. I'm not quite... Uh, I don't quite, uh, I don't know anyone interesting, like crazy interesting that I've met. I mean, not, not, not exactly interesting, but probably one of the best chaps that I've met. Uh, his name's I am Choli, Henry Amparam. He, he's given me the opportunity, time and space to literally come over whenever I needed to, to practice on his CDJs. Before then I was a controller guy. CDJs are kind of controllers, but they're, you know, big boy stuff. You got to get used to if you're going to play in clubs and stuff. Um, so probably one of the the most dedicated and one of the friendliest guys I've met out here. And again, giving me the opportunity to spin and make some practice on his gear whenever, uh, you know, I was, uh, it was available was definitely a blessing. So I don't have any, I don't, I haven't met anyone too, too, too interesting. Like everyone's interesting out here. That's why, that's the problem. I'm trying to, <laughs> that's the problem. Everyone's pretty interesting out here. So it's kind of hard finding someone who really has stood out uh, on this journey. Everyone I've met has been pretty, pretty cool. 
what's one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs? So for me, Twitch is great. Facebook's okay. Mixcloud is probably the best because you don't have to worry about being muted. I think a lot of companies need to work a little bit harder with the copyright violations, especially when it comes to mixing or even posting mixes in that in that case. Um, YouTube too, you even sometimes have problems. And I know that that all falls in along with the monetization and everything like that. Um, but I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of companies need to work on for, for streamers and musicians that are online. Um, obviously, if you're performing your own music, it's it's not that big of a deal. But uh, DJs, you know, we're, we perform our music and everyone else's music. So uh, I think that's the biggest thing that they need to work on right now. That and uh, maybe perhaps making exposure not so much based on the amount of viewers in the present room. Maybe, you know, and I know there's just discover and explore pages, but they're not. Whenever you go to, I feel like the main screen of like Twitch or YouTube or Facebook, Facebook streaming, those those people that should be they're they're not it's not highlighted like the Explorer Discover stuff isn't highlighted. It's like oh, there's more people on this page if you want to check them out. But bam, here's all the cool highlight you know people that have a thousand you know five hundred viewers right now. Check them out. It's like I'd rather watch someone who doesn't have that many followers right now because then people are good. Like you know, so I think more exposure for people with smaller streams definitely and working on uh, muting and copyright issues. And uh, shout out to DJs that you know personally whose story should be shared on this podcast. Uh, definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm Choli Henry. He's he's another one of them. I'll even reach out to him. Let him know you've got a podcast. Uh, let's see. There's so many. Alien Crusader. He's another guy that's really pushed me to uh, drop music with Retrospect in their label. Uh, super encouraging dude. Retro Eric. Uh, he's one of the founders of Retrospect, the label um let's see dj ego is another guy he's in between there and space taco out of pomona uh he's he's given me a lot of dope encouragement benny bass just put me on a few events uh dj bets uh and let's see i don't want to miss anybody either if i miss anybody i apologize but that's all that comes to my mind right now so those those guys those guys for sure Great, brother. We look forward to hearing their stories. And any DJ that's interested, they can sign up at djsignup.com. And brother, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? Um, best place to find me online is is Instagram. I've got a link tree straight from my Instagram to like everything. Um, to let everyone know I am on Spotify, like Apple, all streaming services. I use DistroKid to release my music and put them on those services. Um, but yeah, mainly my Instagram, reach out to me from there. I've got buttons and stuff, everything for emailing, reaching out to me, all that types of stuff. Um, if you see me in person and we start talking, I got cards, business cards. So awesome, brother. Hey, this has been a great interview on the podcast, bro. Everyone, please check out my brother, Emotet. He's really doing it. Very talented brother, doing a lot of amazing things in the music industry. Check him out, follow him. You're not going to be disappointed. And uh, thank you for being on the show, man. Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity.